and welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 76, Mighty Glad. My name's TJ Davis, alongside my constant compatriot, uh, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, Derpido? Derpido? I don't know. Derpido. Uh, other than getting you the wrong papers, apparently. Um, well, they're still uh, fine. They work. I, I can smoke them. I don't know. Um, I'm going to take a cue from Amelia here and say upright and ambulatory. <laughs> I mean, that's more than you and I can say most days these days. So, yeah. Now, today was actually a, a halfway decent day. I got some stuff done and that's because I took, you know, a whole bunch of crap last night so I could, you know, feel better today. <laughs> nice. Real nice. Yeah, flares are cool. Alrighty, well, we should probably get into beer number one today. Yes, so please. we can talk right. about more beers. Alright, beer number one today is Mighty Glad. It's a double IPA that comes to us from Deciduous Brewing Company out of Newmarket, New Hampshire. It features Citra and Matuka at 8%. Cool. In three, yeah. two, one, crack. I know a cat named Matuka. Nice. His brother's name is Simcoe. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I thought that was a great naming convention. And then you get weird looks from people when you tell them that your other cat's name is... Uh, Vic secret. Actually, that's a rad name for a cat. Makes him sound like he's like some lounge singer or something. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even thinking about uh, DS9 Vic. But yeah. Well, it looks really attractive. It's or a drag weirdly... king, maybe? Oh, yeah. I kind of like that for a drag king, too. Uh, it's definitely looking like a New England. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's all they make for IPAs, unless it's unless they specify like West Coast. I don't even know mm. if I've ever seen them do a West Coast. No, this is fucking delicious. This is oh, smooth yeah. as hell. The nose is great. Nope, that is bomb. dot com. I'm getting kind of that like little bit of resiny, but like there's like a lot of I don't know fruitiness, citrusy, whatever bullshit on the nose. Like definitely get plenty of that in the the taste too. And it's smooth as butter. Oh, it, yeah. There's no bitterness to this whatsoever. It is great. I mean, hitting, like, it out, hitting it out of the park again, deciduous. There's like a touch of bite in there, but it's yeah, a just pleasant a, bite. It's not. It's a bite, not a bitterness. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a tasty fucking beer. So Yeah, this shit is damn good. Yet again, I'm like, this is my shocked face of a deciduous beer being good, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, it's like, uh, I'll say it again. Uh, the best, the two best breweries in New Hampshire, at least right now, are deciduous and spyglass. I would absolutely agree with that. Mm. All right. But hey, we've been off for a couple of weeks, so let's get into some beers. It's, it's probably going to be a beer light episode. But then next one should be a bit more beer heavy. Uh, preview for those of you who also want to la uh, laugh at me, you know, because old. Uh, my 40th birthday party is going to happen between now and our next record. So we will have 
plenty of beer to talk about because that's basically what my birthday parties are is a giant beer tasting where everybody just stands around and talks and eats and drinks obviously but you know that kind of goes without saying so wait did we get through all of the um treehouse ones i thought we were further back than that nope we got through all of it huh Mm mm-hmm I think we even got to, uh, I think we ended on that Murphy's Irish Stout, too. Yeah, don't you remember we were talking about comparing very green and greenest green? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll start then. Um, I did actually have some stuff. I may have talked about some of these before. If I did, I don't know. You probably don't remember anyway, so who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, Keep drinking. (laughs) <laughs> so, I had the Cat's Meow from Exhibit A. This is kind of their classic beer at this point. Um, I think it is a single New England style IPA, if I recall correctly. 6.5%. Yeah, it's definitely a single. Um, Exhibit A is out of Framingham. And this is, honestly, deserves to be their classic beer. Like, I... I still think, like, okay, Cat's Meow is not, I I think I overrated it a little bit, because, you know. Yeah, a little bit. But, like, Cat's Meow is a step below this, but, like, it, in terms of just kind of flavor punch, but, like, it is equally as smooth and easy drinking. This is also a Dippa, and, like, so... I personally think that dippas tend to be on the smoother end of things. Like there's something about like the 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 going from a single to a double that like kind of helps remove any remaining bitterness. So like when you get a single that's really really smooth but still flavorful, like yeah, it, that's a little bit of a harder balance to come across, I think. So, you know, again, kudos to Exhibit A. Like they they're not like, oh my god, I need to like, you know, worship this place and like try all of their, you know, releases and whatever. But yeah, it's not they're, like they're, Exhibit A is dropping a new beer. I got to get over there. But more or less, like you can go to a liquor store and pick up any fucking Exhibit A that strikes your fancy and you can be pretty sure that it's going to be good. Yeah, I'd agree. And like... You know, I've I've had cats meow multiple times in the past. Yeah, I think I like hair razor slightly more. Although I do too. Looking That's, at it, isn't looking hair at razor my, the dippa? Yeah, it, like hair razor is essentially the dippa of this. Yeah. Um. Although looking at my rating of cats meow, I think that I overrated it the one time I checked it in because I gave it a four point five. That's what I gave it to, and I I definitely think I overrated it, and I wasn't. I, I I was out to dinner with family, so I didn't exactly like go, hmm, I think I should change the rating on this and then change the rating on this and blah, blah, blah. It was more like, shit, I need to check this in so I can remember I had it. Click, done, okay. Yeah. Uh, the next thing you had is something that I've had before too. The Substance from Bissell Brothers out of Maine. Um, Portland specifically, but Portland yeah. Portland specifically. It's a 6.6 New England IPA with Falconer's Flight, Centennial, Apollo, Chinook, and Simcoe hops. And like, yeah, no, it, it's 
it's fucking it's a solid beer. Yeah. Um Bissell in some ways can be I mean, I haven't had that much I haven't had anything new from Bissell for years at this point. But yeah. like of the stuff I've had, and I've had repeats of it like it, over the years too, um like this and Swish are their their the substance and Swish are their best beers. Like it I I've had a number of other IPAs. I don't think any of them have ever quite matched the like smoothness that those two have. Um, and yeah, I feel like a lot of their other IPAs tend to have a lot more bitterness to them. Like those are much smoother, which is really much more up my alley. But yeah, given that I haven't seen any, like, you know, even when I have encountered Bissell at like, uh, parties and shit like that i i haven't seen anything i haven't had and it's like do they are they just sort of like making the same fucking recipes they don't like branch out at all it's kind of weird i mean it's sort of disappointing but like if you find something that you're good at it and people enjoy then why not just stick with it yeah but man what like about for, like for, for like what uh foam heads I don't I don't know what you call beer fans. Foam head sounds good though. Alcoholics? Yeah. For alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> I personally like trying multiple different beers and you know, it's more like um it's more like that Rick and Morty episode, you know, show me what you got. I mean, again, so like take the take the in so comparing to, you know, relatively comparable breweries in terms of like uh at least at a point like cult following and you know types of offering general quality etc etc you could look at the difference between like Bissell and Treehouse and like Treehouse you know are they still making their original recipes yeah they are but like they'll also do like a fuck ton of different varieties with those originals like Look at how many green things yeah. there are. Look at how many Julius things there are. Exactly. Like m- my dad was like, "Oh, I had that uh I think it was the I don't remember if it was the King Mango or the Cream. I think it was the Creamsicle that he had semi recently and was like, "Yeah, it didn't really hold up, you know, it was kind of a weird sour." I'm like, "Dude, it wasn't a fucking sour. It was a variant of Julius. <laughs> yeah. You should have drunk it faster." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "That was an IPA." Yeah, dumbass, that was an IPA. They put stuff in with it like so they did that they, you know, they that's one of the things they do. Like so Treehouse, I will say, does kind of keep making new stuff all the time as well but like even if they weren't like they're doing so many variants that are at least subtly different on like all of their basic beers that like you can't really get that bored there's always something different even if it's like kind of the same but still different Mm -hmm. like if you just make the same fucking thing over and over especially when some of those things aren't that great cough cough nothing gold cough cough like I don't hate nothing gold, but like I'm not gonna kill myself to find it. It's not that great. Like, keep going, try new things. Like there, you've there's got to be somewhere to improve. Anyway, know, what was the one with like the rad can that I'm still like looking at? It's like all black with uh, gold printing. 
Oh, that's that is Treehouse uh, King Mango. Okay, that's I think that was the, okay. I think that was the King Julius variant with a uh, mango and bullshit in it. It's a rad can. Needs to go on the fridge. I mean, actually, I could scroll back down because it's really not that far down. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I think it's King Mango Creamsicle. Okay, well, I'm going to introduce the next one you had for you because I've yeah. had it too before. It's Conehead from Zero Gravity out of Burlington, Vermont. It's uh, a 5.7 IPA with Citra and Pilsner Hop and American Wheat. And like, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's quite serviceable. I mean, it's something that you see around a fair bit. I mean, I gave this a four. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, nothing... it's accessible. You it's know? accessible. It's nothing to sneeze at. You do see it out some places like i was actually impressed that you know all four you know all four including the next beer all four of these i had at tavern in the square which is like not okay if you're a bit of a novice when it comes to craft beer perhaps you might think you might think they have a really good beer selection if you're a beer nerd who's been in it for a million fucking years like we have no their selections pretty marginal honestly like mm-hmm. i was thrilled that they had this much shit on there that was actually like pretty doable but yeah like i'm not a huge fan of most of zero gravity's stuff i think they're very hit or miss this is probably their my favorite of their offerings that i can think of off the top of my head like yeah again it doesn't i feel like there's another one that i like slightly more from them but i cannot think of what the fuck it is yeah like but this is you know it's not gonna be mind-blowing but it's going to be solid and it's going to be drinkable and if you know somebody brought some to a party or something i'm not gonna be like ew i'm not gonna drink that (laughs) yeah But like even uh, I think it's I think it's Little Wolf that they do as well. Oh yeah, it's Little Wolf and yeah. Big Wolf that they have. Yeah, and like both of those are you know again it's accessible. It's not something that I'm gonna like geek hard on. Yeah. Um. But then again, I don't get why some people geek hard on certain beers that they do. Like I know. Like Alchemist is good. I think that people are mostly over, like the whole. I mean, I feel like nowadays it's a bit of a joke when somebody's like, look, I got Hetty Tapper in my fridge. And you're just like, yeah, I mean, Focal Banger's a better beer. (laughs) Yeah, Focal Banger's a better beer. Also, uh, that was like 10 years ago that people gave a shit about it. Oh, same thing with like Sip of Sunshine, because I run into people every once once in a while who are like, oh, yeah, I fucking love Sip of Sunshine. It's the greatest beer ever. And it's like, oh, you sweet, sweet summer child. Yeah, and funny, so funny thing now, like, thinking about that, I mean, might as well get some, like, you know, auxiliary beer talk in here, since it's a beer show and we're really bad at remembering that sometimes. Um, I think of kind of that era of, like, beers that people, like, nerd out hard for, like, and still do to an extent. The one that I think is much more valid, actually, is... uh, main beer company's lunch like everybody fucking nerds out over lunch and it's like every time i have one i'm like you know i don't nerd out super hard over this but i actually still get why people do it's due to this day like it's 
I mean, depending on depending on what they have on their beer menu at a place, if I'm not like super impressed or, you know, I've had everything on it already and I just don't care, but I see lunch on there, it's like, you know what? Yeah, fuck it, man. It's been a while. I'll have lunch. Yeah, it's it, it is it's a solid beer. Yeah, it's much like, you know, something like Fiddlehead, which you're starting to see is like a, you know, like might be like a place's one good offering. Like Man, I'll take that if that's your one good offering. Same thing with like Mighty Squirrel Cloud Candy. Like, mm. I really like that a lot of the, like, if a place is going to have a singular good beer, they're usually picking a pretty good, good beer. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Although, honestly, when it comes to Mighty Squirrel, if it's their mango lassi, I will absolutely like, fuck right. I will have one of those. Yeah, but like a place that has like one good beer on tap, it's not going to be it's that one. It's not going to be mango lassi. It's going to be cloud candy. Like An Indian restaurant? <laughs> yeah, I mean, should. Like but they... I think that'd be awesome. I would totally have a mango lassi beer while eating some awesome Indian food. <laughs> like doesn't that just sound good? <laughs> I oh, just man. ate and it's making me hungry. <laughs> yeah, seriously, like uh, uh quick quick shout out on the food front of things if you're in the lowell area and you would like some really good indian food please do yourself a favor and check out priya which is in i think it's actually in chelmsford it's on the lowell line though so i'm not sure which it is but um it is fucking phenomenal though word of caution if you are really sensitive to spices their spice levels are like indian spice levels not white people's spice levels so like Unless you are like bulletproof, stick with mild. Trust me. <laughs> oh no, I I got um, I didn't I wasn't in the mood for like a a ton of uh a ton of food the other day, so I just got like a thing of samosa chat, and oh boy, that 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 motherfucker had my nose running like nice. in a good it was a, it was in a good way but it was like yeah if you made this much hotter i would have been deeply uncomfortable so yeah guys check it out Priya, yeah chelmsford hey before we get on to our uh last bullshit i did have a couple of beers without you oh i mean should we do the last one that i had at tits before you do that oh i thought we did no Oh, then yeah. Did you scroll up? Oh, yeah. I just um, wrote it off because I've had it before, and I guess it's better on tap than it is in a can. It's definitely better on tap. Okay, so the last one I had was Milo's Phoenix from Tilted Barn Brewery, who is out of Exeter, Rhode Island. I knew it was Rhode Island. Uh, it's a 6.8% uh New England style IPA, although it doesn't say New England style, it definitely is. Um, gave this a 4.25. I think that it's, I would say TJ is correct in the assessment that it is better on tap and that I think that is primarily for one major reason. It is a beer from Rhode Island, which means that if it does make its way up here, it takes a bit. And uh, I think that Tilted Barn is another one of those places where, like, you, you know, like vitamin C, like you if you pick up cans of their IPA, drink it with like within a week, 
Yeah, drink fresh. Drink super yeah, fresh. Like super fresh. Some places are way better at getting all the oxygen out than others, and that's another one that's not great at it. Uh, yeah, again, I think it's one of those things like just a lack of a nitrogen floater. You yeah. know? Or poor technique when applying one. Or poor technique when applying one. <laughs> or just not like proper li- properly sterilizing your cans before filling. Because that'll do it too. <laughs> Yes, that will, but in a way grosser way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of beers. Actually, I think I had three, but I didn't check in the third one because I'm a dumbass. Um, but one of the ones I had was Keith Master from Widowmaker out of Braintree, Mass. A 6.2% IPA. Uh, that's a West, West Coast. Coast style. Yeah. With uh, Columbus Citra and Sweet Sweet Simcoe Cryo. That's literally what it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it was all right. Like, I guess for a West Coast style, it was actually pretty good. It was a very good example of what a West Coast style is. It's just... Not your palate anymore? Yeah, it's not really my palate anymore. Like, especially yeah. ever since I stopped, like, constantly drinking um, Stone's Delicious. Yeah. I just I've lost my taste for West Coast a lot. Yeah, the bit like now that I know you you can get like all of the hop flavors without like the massive amounts of bitterness, why would I want to go like I personally don't want to go back. Yeah. I mostly just wanted to try it because of the name. Keith Master. Totally. Um the other one that I did check in was it uh, from Grim Artisanal out of Brooklyn. It's a it's called uh Sumi Babka. It's a 12% Imperial Stout. Imperial milk stout, no less. Man, it was fucking delicious. Like it's supposed to be uh yeah, it's supposed to be cocoa vanilla with a little bit of salt. And, like, it was a little bit on the syrupy side, because once you're hitting, like, 12%, it's hard not to. But it was still massively enjoyable. Yeah. Also, if you just got a notification, it's because I forgot to check in one of the things we had last night. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I figured. Check in the good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smart. Because we drank some crap. <laughs> yeah, it was good crap, though. Come on. Yeah, no, it was like uh, of the crap, definitely the best crap. I was gonna say, now, dear listeners, would you like to hear us talk about the crap? Oh no, I'd say like do the good thing, and then we'll talk about the crap. Oh yeah. Also, I forget what the um, I didn't. I sh- we should also ch- talk about that athletic, although I didn't check that in either. Um. Oh yeah. So soul sour. I so let's start with we had Bam Bam Rubble Rubble from Weldworks Brewing, who is out of Greeley, Colorado. Yes, yes, we know it's outside of New England. Eat shit. Um, this is a fruit listed as a fruited sour at a 5.2% ABV, and it is specifically a sour with fruity rice cereal, cough, cough, generic uh, fruity pebbles. Strawberry, lactose, why they always say milk sugar, I don't fucking know, vanilla, and marshmallow. 
this was damn good. Like it, you can distinctly taste the like fruity pebblesness. I think that the strawberry and the lactose and all the other flavors are kind of there to like enhance that flavor. And like it, it's also simultaneously really, really sour. And like, I very not, much not, appreciate. I, I, I wouldn't even say sour. I like tart. Yeah, very, very tart. tart. It's but like. It's been a while since something has struck that really nice, like slightly face puckery kind of place at this, uh, while also having like my brain still registers sweet. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's nice. I I really do. I think Weldworks does some really good shit. Yeah, I think that the majority of the stuff that I've had from them has been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know that I've I, had enough that I can vouch for like, yeah, like you can probably like pick it up without looking what it, uh, what the ratings are, but yeah, you know, definitely haven't had enough for that, but like, but like it's worth at least checking the rating on instead of being like, nah, pass. <laughs> oh, Lord Hobo pass. <laughs> yeah. Which is so warm because like I-, I loved, I love the physical Lord Hobo. Yes, the the brewer the the even the brewery space is nice. Even the brewery the, space. The bar is cool. the bar is cool as hell, which I believe is still open too. Oh, um, God. didn't realize just, that. I thought that had closed a number of years ago. No, no, I think that's still there. Um, My thing of like but, river gods, then. Yes, you're thinking of river gods. Okay, they definitely closed years and years ago. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, like come on, man. Like, I've had some stuff from them that's like so close to being like actually pretty decent and like or is like yeah this is pretty okay and then most of their stuff is just not good like it's not total crap but like honestly man if i'm looking if i'm at a liquor store and i'm looking at like you know my choices are like say lord hobo and like Miller Light, I'm probably going for the Miller Light because it's cheaper and at least it knows what it is and isn't trying to sell you something different. Like yeah. Lord Hobo is like a step above Miller Light. Like I would say kind of on the level of Sam Adams with a little bit more creativity, but the execution's not behind it. And like like come on man like i'm gonna go for the cheaper option like don't it's like just not worth it well i mean if i'm at a bar and it's like you know we've got boom sauce and miller light i don't then really I might, like I, boom sauce that much well anymore. i as an alcoholic would start off with a boom sauce and then go on to well like let's say boom sauce or pbr i'll start off with a boom uh, sauce and then i'll drink pbr the rest of the night yeah that's actually a fair point like it, it, if if they've got Gansett or Boom Sauce, I'm just gonna fucking drink Gansett all night. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like PPR is a little rough. I will give you that. But like, it's like honestly, I, I would take Coors Banquet or any Miller over, except Ultra, or wait, whatever. Isn't there like an Ultra Light or some shit? Or is Miller um, Light the latest? I don't know. I know that whatever. I know that there's a Mick Ultra, but yeah, it, if it's like 
any kind of Miller or like Coors Banquet, I'm taking that over PBR. I'm also taking that over like, yeah, um, most of the things that Lord Hobo makes. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> I want to like it. We want to like it. We've been we there really before. We really do. The, like, best th- the best thing that I've had from them is that, um, was it like a margarita sour? Yeah, no, that one was pretty good. That was it actually was like, almost decent. more like a goes. Mm-hmm. That because was really salty. Good. That was pretty tasty. Yeah. yeah, but like we've had other sours from them. I mean, shit, we had that fucking pickle beer from them. That was like, oh, oh man, you're, you're, I wanted you're like to this be close so... to be good. Good, like I know they just. It was just like there. It just didn't fucking work. Like I mean, I was impressed with uh, the. I think the amount of pickle flavor was good, but like the it just. It was like too sweet or something. I don't really remember yeah. what the problem was with it, but it was like, oh man, I usually like pickled beers, and this one missed the mark for me. Like, yep. ugh. no, that was my feeling on it too. But hey, me and Emily, being a couple of trash bags that we are, we also got a uh, mix pack, a Trulies. They're uh, from New England. Name? Do you remember what the name of the mix was? Uh, I want to say it was like I. I my, fuck you brain it's not cloud city um no it was like and it wasn't like wonderwall <laughs> no it was like cloud something or fucking sky something or dream something or i don't I, whatever i don't know whatever <laughs> uh do we go worst to best or do we just go through the check worst to best that's not a bad idea all right i, I like doing that that way yeah um by far the worst one in it was the strawberry breeze which was still yeah yeah it, it, it was still drinkable it wasn't it was, like oh my god it, it wasn't like the uh bud light seltzer eggnog or cherry cordial whatever the cherry cordial was. was the one that was really yeah. bad oh i mean the eggnog one tastes the egg like one's pretty milk, bad but, but the egg the eggnog one is much more drinkable than the cherry cordial was yeah the cherry cordial tastes like fucking vomit mm-hmm but not nearly as much as uh, Willie's Superbrew. <laughs> oh, oh, thank, thanks for the fucking flashbacks, man. You're welcome. But the yeah, no. Says we... You keep triggering my PTSD around that beer. <laughs> That's what I'm here for as your best friend. Thanks, man. Um, but yeah, it, like the Strawberry Breeze, it was still drinkable, but like very much artificial mm-hmm. strawberry flavoring. Yeah, notably artificial strawberry flavoring. The uh, like artificial sweetener, I think, comes across really well in it as well, which is not a good thing. Um, and yet, I still gave this a three. I have definitely rated Truly's much lower. Like, if this is the bottom of the ranking for this box, this is again, I, I think the best box, the best box get. I've ever had, because it doesn't have anything below a three. That's saying something. Mm-hmm. Not that not that it cracks anything above a three point five, but you know three point seven five. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. It's pretty damn good for a truly. Um, and then I think I'm kind of torn which one goes next because the next two are pretty neck and neck for me. Pretty neck and neck. I think that one is slightly better than the other, but I'm well, curious to see what you say. Um. I'm going to go with like peach drop next, I think. 
I I was going to say the same. <laughs> okay. I I like I I I have to say I did actually like Peach Drop. I gave it a 3.5. I also gave the other one a 3.5. But it was not a it like okay, obviously it's like artificial peach. But like artificial peach is usually one of those flavors that's done pretty well. Um, it basically tasted like, you know, what if those like trolley peach rings were a fucking seltzer and alcoholic? Yeah. yeah. Like it actually works re- really surprisingly well. It's, be- it's better than the other peach things I've had from them. Yeah. It, it's not like Haribo peach rings, which superior peach ring, but yeah. like it definitely has that vibe of like the trolley peach rings or, or like the CVS brand peach rings. <laughs> yeah, which are still completely acceptable. They're yeah. not like what you're going. You're not. They're not your top choice, but like they're totally doable. They do the job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. Well, then that means that our next one is Citrus Clouds, which um, outside of the final one, even though we don't have confirmation on it outside of our taste buds. Uh, is probably the best citrus that uh, truly that I've ever had from a truly. Yeah, this actually beat out that citrus punch by like a mile. Yeah. Um, and it also beats out like I I feel like they've had like a lemon or a lemon lime or some shit like that. Like that didn't work nearly as well as this did. I think that the you know I think it was kind of a lemon lime. It's not overdone. Like it's quite smooth. It doesn't taste super artificial. It actually worked pretty damn well. Yeah, no, I fucking agree with all of that. <laughs> uh, again, I think it's the best citrus that I've had from them outside of what's our final one? Wonder. What? Um, didn't I? Didn't I do two in a row? So isn't it kind of your thing? Oh, did it? Did I? Didn't I do the first two? Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, well, I also said the name of it. Oh wonder, yeah, he did wonder, say the name of it. Wonder, wonder what? what? Um, it it's doesn't a mystery tell us. flavor. Yes, it's the mystery flavor because this is supposed to be like their mysteryish flavor box. Because I'm guessing that there's like other shit that isn't coming across super well. Like that, there was like some herbaceousness in um in. The second one. Yeah. Oh, in the citrusy one. Yeah. It makes me wonder if there were like botanical infusions that they did with some of these. I mean, they're starting to get smarter about that shit. They actually have those ones that are like the vodka soda ones that have natural flavoring. And like, Mm -hmm. those are damn good, man. Yeah. Um, But yes, this was their mystery flavor. Wonder what. Um, And yeah, it tasted like it was grapefruit with like some sort of botanical yeah maybe some other shit yeah like but the grapefruit was actually like really fucking pleasant like if i could buy just just a whole ass pack of this truly wonder what i would be happy to drink it all night which is not a thing i can say about most truly like (laughs) i will drink it all night but i'm not necessarily going to be happy about it Oh, and that's why we need Rachel still to give her the shitty flavors. <laughs> yeah. Womp womp. But yeah, wonder what it 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 real good. Um like surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that is our 
beer talk, I guess, so far for this episode. Um, we can talk about the I'm thing just... that we didn't check in real quick. I know I'm, I'm almost at the end of this beer, too. What thing we didn't um, check in? The the athletic. Oh yeah, we also had an athletic. I, I'm like we're thinking well, we right now. We got to try a sip of it. Yeah, um, we're thinking right now for next January. We're gonna try and do like a dry January with some special guests. But we've got like a year to line that up. So yeah, don't hold me to it. Um, but yeah, like athletic brewing out of somewhere in Connecticut. Uh, yeah, I can't remember where. Like Stanford. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. Whatever. I, we, we did, I need to. I need to remember to check this in at some point. But yes. Uh, I, but I it was their soul it. sour. Yeah. <sighs> Can't remember what the fuck's in it. But as a non-alcoholic beer, like I kind of love how far non-alcoholic beer has come since we were young. Yeah, I like, would drink we the young. shit out of that a- athletic. Yeah, just well, for like funsies. You should try their uh, wit beer at some point as well. Nice. Because like it. It tastes like a good wit beer, but has no alcohol. I mean, honestly, like to me, I think that I think sours for non-alcoholic beers is kind of a really smart way to go. They tend to be really interesting on the flavor palette. And like, I don't think that the the palate would suffer a shitload from losing the alcohol. It's why I th- it's also why I think like. You know, when you do like hop teas and stuff like that, if you have, you know, non super, you know, not like hops that aren't really heated to a high temperature tend to not get that bitterness and tend to retain like the the sort of aromatics and stuff that they do in a New England style IPA. So mm-hmm. like it's like, you know, I, I feel like I feel like trying to do something that is based heavily on the flavor of malt feels a little bit like I applaud people who manage to do that well, but like that doesn't interest me nearly as much like stuff that I, even as a person who does, does drink would reach for if I'm like, I'm not in the mood for alcohol, but I'm kind of in the mood for a beer. I'm going to go for something with hops or I'm going for something like sat like a sour. Yeah. Like, uh, imagine a smoothie-style sour with no alcohol. You might not even fucking notice. I mean, that would be my one complaint about the Soul Sour, is, like, I want a little more tart from it. I want it to feel, like, a bit more like a Berliner. I know what you mean. I feel like you could have uh, added a bit of lacto in there, but, like, it was still incredibly pleasant to drink. Oh, like, it was still incredibly pleasant to drink. I... Or, like, if you had taken that exact flavor profile and added some pulpy bullshit into it then i would have been like oh hey it's a non-alcoholic smoothie style absolutely yeah i would be down with that too yeah (laughs) but But yeah either way it's drinkable as fuck if you like actually if you have anybody in your life who drinks an alcoholic beer i guess it is a special release that they do for february so uh yeah run out and fucking grab that shit man uh, honestly, I think that's a good lead-in for our commercial break. I think so too. Athletic brewing. Um, that this ain't your grad granddad's O'Doul's. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, again, like when we were young, it was like I know you, you had like O'Doul's, O'Doul's or and... uh. Oh, what the hell was the other one? 
Duff. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I know, but like, I don't remember what it was, but it doesn't fucking matter. I don't yeah. even think it exists anymore. It might, I don't think it, I, they might still exist, but I don't know if they do. Like, I mean, it's like they're, they're trying to mimic the sort of bullshit that was available at the time, which is mostly stuff like, you know, at best, like you want to class it up a little bit on like, you know, a fancy date night, you get yourself a Heineken, like, that's kind of where we were at with beer at the time, and it's like well, and Heineken now has a Heineken Zero. They, they oh. used uh, they used Ant Man to uh, try and push it too, which that's a really weird marketing decision in my book. But it is a weird whatever. Like Ant Man the movie or Paul Rudd the actor. Like Paul is Rudd it a the commercial? Actor, Paul Rudd the actor as Ant-Man. as Ant Man, but like in a commercial, not in the movie itself, right? In a commercial, not in the movie itself. All right. I mean, I guess I kind of buy that because, uh, I mean, I, okay, we don't. It's never been stated, but like you know, he's an ex-con. He's trying to like be a good dad and shit. Like maybe he like quit drinking as part of that. I don't know. Well, I think the implication of the commercial is. Um, He's being scolded by one of his aunts for drinking while potentially having to go on the job. Oh, well, and there you he go. says, well, it's fine. It's zero percent. That's a fair point. I mean, if you're if your um, method of transport is sentient, maybe it prop maybe it doesn't want to get crashed into a wall. <laughs> so, you know, I guess that's actually kind of a valid criticism on the ants part. But also, you know, you could even just be like. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd, the actor. I'm fucking 50 whatever. Do you see how amazing I look? It's because I don't always drink alcohol. I'd be like, let me throw out all the alcohol in my house. I want to look like that when I'm 50 something. (laughs) No, I wouldn't actually do that. I don't give a shit if I look like an old handbag. I want to have fun. Yes. (laughs) That's why I don't give a shit if I'm a fat sack of crap. I want to have fun. (laughs) Uh, High five, buddy. (coughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woo. I'm a fat sack of crap. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Fuck you, Zoom. Yeah, anti-ad. Fuck you, Zoom. <laughs> all right. M, you got a pro ad? Uh, pro ad. Um, it has, I do not have a release date yet, but at some point in the next month or two i will be on the well there's your problem podcast i don't know if it's going to be a bonus episode or not yet so i don't know i'll let you know when i know more i hope it's not but whatever um but even if it is then the people who are listening to it are willing to shell out money and they might shell out money for our other podcast i was gonna say that if you want to shell out money for this i was gonna say if y'all want to shell out money for this one i'm not gonna say no but like i imagine the movie one is a bit more accessible and also liam but you know uh also pro ad we're gonna start having fucking bonus episodes. Yes. We're gonna do a Marvel Madness series starting with Howard the fucking duck. On the other show, because there's ha- like honestly, man, like I haven't had the money to do any of like the bonus episode shit that we want to do on this one. So if you guys are hoping for a bonus episode at some point and you would be willing to shell out money, like if we ever sign release up for bonus Cedar, episodes, screw it. <laughs> uh, either sign up for Zeter, screw it, or fucking 
interact with us on any platform <laughs> we have an email and Please. like an insta and twitter and facebook and like seriously if you want like if you would actually pay money if we start release bonus releasing bonus episodes we'll fucking do it but like right now we're both kind of broke and like yeah man Kinda. uh this th okay but this is like a you know um it's like when you have a when you buy a t-shirt from like a small startup company and like they need to like have a certain number of orders to make it worth it. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Except if we just need somebody who's not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Bruce. Shout out to our one Patreon supporter. Who never <laughs> never listens to our show anymore. But hey, we're still gonna shout him out because that's what we do on this show. Scream into the void endlessly. You know who isn't a fat sack <laughs> of crap? My dad. My dad. Oh, well, you're dead. Sorry, it just makes me think of uh, Muscle Man from a uh, regular show. Mm. All right. All right. Break time? Yeah, I think it's smoke time. We'll see you on the other side. Boy, that was a great cigarette break. Uh, I'm not even seeing lines going. That's annoying. Whatever. Fuck this. We're going to keep going. <laughs> uh, Wait, you don't see lines? I do. I don't, but whatever. It'll be fine. Um, let's get into beer number two today. Beer number two today comes to us from Great Rhythm Brewing Company out of Port another place in New Hampshire. This one's called Double Squeeze. It's a double IPA. And the can tells me nothing else about it. Nothing. Nothing. I, I think don't they have a don't don't they have a single squeeze or whatever too? Well, they probably have like a squeeze. Yeah, I know. That's when I, I whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In three, two, one, crack. Thank you, Ted. That was the joke. Lack I'm of trying not to uh, pour as hard after the mishap last time. Don't be a dumbass like TJ. Yes. Don't be like TJ. TJ is not meant to be emulated. Ugh, ugh. There can be only one TJ. Ah, Emily's a dumbass this time. Nice. <laughs> oh, because I got some of the like bullshit at the bottom. Oh, I didn't even realize that there's bullshit at the bottom. So yeah, thanks for letting me bottom. know. Oh, you didn't pour yet. Or did well, you? I did. I just didn't have enough space for ah. everything. No, that might work out well for you. I didn't get too much of the bullshit, but there is definitely some bullshit. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some bullshit in that bottom. Mm. This is pretty pleasant. Like, it's not... If you if what you want from a New England-style IPA is perfect smoothness and absolutely no bitterness whatsoever, you're not going to get that here. There's definitely a hint of bitterness in this one. I am happy that we started off with a mighty glad, although maybe it would have been better to start off with a double squeeze. And then worked up to the Mighty Glad, but like the Mighty Glad is, is a superior beer to this. Like this has more bite than I want from, but only a well, touch more. Maybe no, it's not, it's not even more that I more, more than what I want. It's like it's just it's not. It does have a little bit more bite, but like it's still d distinctly in New England. It's still not you know overly bitter for the style um it mean i might feel a little bit differently as it warms up but right now i'm feeling 
pretty good about this. Um, I've had. I'm still getting like a little bit of chalkiness. A little bit, but I mean, honestly, I've had a handful of things from Great Rhythm, and like this might be the best thing I've had from them that I can think of. Like, I feel like I've had. I feel like the original, the the sing, the squeeze or whatever the fuck it's called, because I'm pretty sure they have a single called Squeeze, um, is passable, but not as good as this. Uh, I think that again, you if you're an okay brewery, you can take a single New England style IPA and make it a double, and usually improve the flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is all right, but it's definitely not something that. I would be like, ooh, I gotta have that again. Right. Um, I would say, again, I would not be at all upset if somebody gave this to me at a party. Um, I, you know, if it were cheap enough, I'd potentially even buy it myself. Um, Mm. But, like, if it's expensive, then there's other things that I can get that are expensive that are better. Yeah. (laughs) So it kind of depends on its price point. Uh, Again, I'm not gonna shit on Great Rhythm. Like, they're not... No, there are far worse breweries out there. Yeah. Um, it's just. It sucks. It, like, it, as a brewery, it must suck when you're, like, sort of neighbors with fucking deciduous, though. Yeah. Or, like, and just I don't sort know. Of unmemorable. Definitive. Because also, if they're in Portsmouth, because there's oh. a definitive in Kittery. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, this, I think this is. This is decent. Yeah. It's totally deep. drinkable. I'm not, I'm, I, I, I wouldn't turn this down. Yeah. If somebody handed this to me at a party, I would definitely drink it. Mm-hmm. Would I go out of my way for it? No. Well, depends on what else is at that party. <laughs> then maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we have uh, nothing else but Willie's Super Brew. <laughs> <laughs> You all can die. You all can die and go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, it's like it, you should be like, oh, yeah, pour that down the ice luge. You want to see if I can projectile vomit up an ice luge? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I love I love the idea of it because it's so gross. Oh, man. I wonder that would actually that would be a like one of those things that you could include in like, uh, you know. And some kind of anthology movie, although I don't know that you could really do it in. Well, you could do it in horror if you had them throw up blood or something. Oh, I I would totally throw that into like my Kentucky Fried movie. Mm. Like that, that is something I can absolutely see being in that. Just projectile vomit up to the top of the ice luge and then like redrink your ice luge barf. Yeah. Oh, it's so gross and I love it. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. Let's uh, let's cleanse out that mental image real fast with a super also TMCR. Don't steal steal our idea. Yeah, not that you would, because wow. I mean, yeah, I know we we know our brains are <laughs> fucked up. Yes, sorry. This is why this is why we it was it's nice having other people around sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's also why we're best friends because we yeah. are broken in similar ways. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, let's do a quick, super short, spoiler-free newish movie review of uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. 
Um, it's the third Ant Man movie. Uh huh. I wish that like the friends or the ex wife or the stepfather were at all in it. It's sort of disappointing that they're not. Um, although one of the friends is just not as one of the friends. Mm. Like he he does a voice for one of the microverse characters. I mean, quantum realm characters because they mm. don't have rights to use the word microverse. Ah, uh. yeah. Technically, that's owned by Hasbro. I think it's Hasbro. Lame. Because they're the ones bro. who they're the ones who own Micronauts and like Rom the Space Knight, which is why we won't see them showing up like anytime soon in any Marvel property because fuck Hasbro. Yeah. But um I know that this has a lot of critical hate, it seems. Yeah, it does. I don't get I, it, man. I don't get it. Like you haven't seen it yet, but I like, haven't seen it yet, but I still don't really get why it's gotten quite so much critical hate. There's no way it's that bad. It's really not that bad. Um, I'd say it's probably, it's probably like either best or second best Ant Man movie. Really, in my opinion? Yeah. I mean, Ant Ant Man and the Wasp is kind of. Eh. I mean, the first one it's not I terrible, but the like, first well, one I love because it it's it's got so much Edgar Wright in it still. But that's also what I sort of hate about it is because, like, I want that movie directed by Edgar Wright instead of just, like, his style being so much in the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, this one I felt, like, really surprisingly stood on its own without having any comparison to the others for me. Hmm. Which I really enjoyed. I get that, like, a lot of the hate is mostly that, oh, well, it doesn't really feel like an Ant Man movie because, you know, Ant Man movies are usually like street level. Yes. And this is below street level. So technically, this is the smallest Ant Man movie on the largest scale. <laughs> so fuck you, haters. <laughs> but, like, it's also the first movie of a phase that is setting up like your next two phases or at least setting up your big bad for the next two phases. I get a lot of the complaints about how Kang the Conqueror is portrayed. I get a lot of the complaints about how, uh, Modoc maskless looks. Cause like it is some uncanny Valley shit. Oh, good. And like, there are ways that they could have fixed it. I mean, a, a better render and B not having him stare straight at the camera. Because mm, like mm. that, that's really what ends up making it feel like, oh, like you need you need angle. You need to see like curvature of face instead of it just being like a pug face because that's how oh. it comes across sometimes. Yeah. You you know what I mean when I say that. Right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, but like, swished. ultimately, man, it's it's sort of a toss up for me, like if we had Edgar Wright have directed the original Ant-Man, the original Ant-Man far and away, I guarantee you would be my favorite of them. Since we only got the tease of Edgar Wright through the script, it actually has always hurt me a little bit when it comes to how I see the movie. Right. Is this like, is quantum mania in my top 10? I don't know. Time will tell. 
Like, yeah. let me let me watch it like a second or third time and see how I feel about it. Like, I love the shit out of Multiverse of Madness. Is it in my top ten? No. No. <laughs> Is it in my like top five Sam Raimi movies? Yeah. Yeah, it's a better Sam Raimi movie than it is a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I really enjoy about it. But like looking at it against the backdrop of like all the other Marvel movies, like I just rewatched Winter Soldier the other day. And like that is a movie that I love as a Marvel movie and And as a fucking spy thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is it is an excellent spy thriller that just happens to have Captain America in it. Yes. Yeah, no, I like some of them really stand out above the others um and yeah it like i if you can't tell folks i have yet to go see this uh it just didn't work out for me this weekend but you know hopefully uh this week yeah and uh then maybe i will i too will have an opinion yeah (laughs) it's definitely worth the watch oh i know Um, i mean that's not even a question but like at the same time People are like, why do you have Ant-Man in such a big story that's setting up so much of the universe? And it's like, you, he you fucking do realize, to, well, well, it's more, you do realize, like, well, I guess technically without that rat, <laughs> but without Ant-Man, there is no endgame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But really, it's that ant who's the hero of the Marvel Universe, or that rat, rat. who's the hero of the Marvel Universe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But just like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I, I there's stuff that I like about it, but ultimately it fell flat for me. I agree. Um, especially because like, you know, uh, Ghost and Foster are working towards the same goal that um, Hank and Janet are working for. No, yeah. not Janet. Hank and Hope Hank are and working Hope, yeah. for. And it's like you guys realize if you teamed up, you'd have this done. Like there'd be no movie essentially. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's always sort of bugged me a little bit. Um, I definitely have my complaints with this one. Like my major one is that hope has nothing to do in this movie. Yeah. I She, she would have been better left back in like our world and trying to like, get the band back together and working with people that she doesn't really have much respect for, but that still love uh, Scotty to try and like work together to get him back out. Like, I think that would have worked way better in this movie than sending her down there with them just so they could have a shot of like Ant-Man wasp and stinger stature. They don't really give her a name. She's been both characters in the comics. Oh, her suit col- Yeah, her suit coloration is that of Stinger, but she doesn't have the wings. Okay. And while she gets small, she also does, you know, get big. I don't think this is super spoilery. Like, you knew that she was in the movie. You knew that this shit's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Like, it- oh, spoilers. Uh, except, I don't know, um, comics exist. Yeah, and, like, that's mostly what I'm going off of. Like, I I haven't been an avid comic reader for a long time, but I'm still aware of, like, all this shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, yeah, uh, you know, like, oh, I wonder if so-and-so is ever going to become, you know, whatever. Like, that's a thing that's happened. Well, and, like, uh, 
that there's there's a character that's in uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier that's the like grandson of um the black Captain America. Uh the, oh. the like old man who got the super soldier serum. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. Like essentially got like the Tuskegee treatment. Yeah. And yeah. then his kid. Or his, well, his, his kid's grandson. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Like his grandson is the person who becomes Kid Patriot, who is okay. Falcon Captain America's sidekick. Ah, nice. Yeah. So not Rhodey's sidekick. Yeah. That that would I I don't I feel like with, with the name Kid Patriot, he should be Rhodey's sidekick, but sure, you know, just fucking well, no, shit over War the cripple. Oh yeah, that's right. Rhodey's War Machine. <laughs> Whereas Sam Wilson is Captain America. <laughs> True, but Kid Patriot. Like, wait, wasn't wasn't there a time when uh, but Rhodey was Iron Patriot? Um, yes. Before, like, when the government was like, "This is our new toy. Check it out. We have our own Iron Man with blackjack yeah. and hookers." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it was um I think it was the repaint that was in Iron Man 3 that repainted him with uh you know red white and blue and he was yeah yeah and he was Iron Patriot and yeah like Tony just sort of laughs at the name well duh but it tested it's, well it's fucking <laughs> it's dumb like, um it's dumb <laughs> it is dumb but like like I, but again so to me, logically, he would be more machine sidekick because it's like, hey, remember your stupid name that you had for a while? Let's remind you of that every time we fight. Yeah, the Kid Patriot wears red, white, and blue and has a shield as well. So he's going to clash with Captain America, duh. <laughs> it's like wearing white to somebody else's wedding, man. What am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Although the Falcon Captain America suit is more white based. Yeah, it is. With bits of red and blue. Whereas yeah. I think that uh I think Kid Patriot is a little closer to like classic cap where it's primarily blue with Makes red sense. and white, you know? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But, you know, we, we still have not gotten an announcement of uh, Young Avengers, which yeah. is sort of, like, wild to think about because, like, you motherfuckers have been seeding this idea for, like, years at this point. Yeah, I mean, like, it would have been nice if they had done it early enough that they could have included, um, like, Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, that would have been cool. I liked Cloak and Dagger, but... I didn't see Fuck them you, I love Cloak being, and Dagger. I didn't see them ever being integrated into like the main universe. I honestly yeah, I, get it. I would love to see them pop up if like if we ever get like a Midnight Suns kind of movie, I would love to see Cloak and Dagger pop up. Or even uh if we get like a man thing movie, I would be so down to see Cloak and Dagger pop up in that. Yeah. Cause like they're in the same area of the country. <laughs> so Yeah, that's a good point. Um yeah, but I really, I, like, want, I really want a Midnight Suns movie. I want that shit to happen. It'd be like, so rad. I, I need to rewatch it again, but like I I still feel 
maybe it's just like it's emotional it, it how it how it's how it worked on me emotionally but um i still think cloak and dagger is actually one of the better mar like marvel series start to finish that has come out so far not the best but i think it's up there I would definitely put it up there. Like it had a I mean, lot fewer again. problems than Runaways. It had a lot fewer mm -hmm. problems than most of the fucking Netflix shows did by their end of their runs. Like, yeah, I, the Netflix I, shows are super hit or miss seasons. I'm still a big defender of Legion. I love this. I still shit haven't watched Legion. Legion. Like Legion is not for everyone but i love the shit out of legion oh i'm sure i would too i don't know why like i don't know why why wasn't i watching it with you was i just being like i fucking i gotta go to bed or some whatever i don't i don't, I don't know what what was my what what dumb bullshit what excuse was i using i'm emily and i'm the biggest idiot ever oh so i, I think one. that's what it was yeah okay. <laughs> did i have my like party hat on was i swinging a cat around um Oh no! You was it underwear on the head? Wait, no. In my underwear, is it a party hat, dunce cap? What the fuck's? No, seriously. What's on? What's on Dante's head in that scene? In that scene, it's specifically a dunce cap and his okay. underwear, and swinging the cat around. Um, the All other right, one, yeah, that sounds like me. At a, me after a good party. The the other one is um, him essentially as uh, Larry Flint. So huh. in a wheelchair wearing a American flag as a diaper. Nice. And saying, well, I might have remembered what happened. I'm still the biggest idiot ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the Clerks cartoon. Oh, Damn it. <laughs> Man, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. So Hi ho Roadhouse away. <laughs> so now that Disney owns um technically owns the rights to clerks the cartoon uh does that make randall a disney princess <laughs> yes oh my god he should go find his husband and be reunited and be this great love story well it's also how they duped uh leonardo leonardo using that ploy from that classic episode of uh the secret diary desmond pfeiffer <laughs> oh yeah no man clerks a cartoon was fucking brilliant all right okay okay here's a question then so like i feel like given the circumstances stuff like cloak and dagger and runaways and shit and you know legion and stuff are all Part of the MC or technically part of the MCU, even if they've no. never been tied in. No, they are part of the Marvel Universe. They are not part of the MCU. Uh, so far, the only things that would technically be part of the MCU that did not release underneath the MCU are the be... Netflix shows. The Netflix shows are fucking MCU, considering that we've well, now had Charlie Cox come back. And that's why I'd say the Netflix shows should count. Mm -hmm. um along with the sam raimi trilogy and the andrew garfield duology as long Sony. as you consider that they're from opposite uh, alternate universes mm -hmm. look i'm gonna argue okay also, first off uh also um not the x-men movies even though patrick stewart was xavier in those and he was ex in xavier in um 
Multiverse of Madness. Oh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, not Eternals. But his characterization in Multiverse of Madness was that of the X-Men cartoon. So that should be more canon. Yeah. But the thing is, is Deadpool exists in that universe and they're potentially going to tie him in. Like, yep. Uh, so uh, so that would by extension it... make the rest of the of the x-men movies part like part of the mcu continuity uh rumor has it that deadpool 3 is going to be either the second to last or the last movie of phase five okay um which again if nothing else firmly ties the x-men movies into the MCU. Yes, it, it most definitely will, since we have Hugh Jackman returning again. as Wolverine. So, and again, rumor has it, we've got, I think Ian McKellen is supposed to show up as Magneto in that one. And then we're going to yeah. get, um, and then we're going to get like both him and Peastews in like Secret Wars, maybe. Like Secret <sighs> Wars is going to be like Battle Royale, free for all. Let's bring everybody that we can back. Like, I want to see fucking Captain America, like Chris Evans, Captain America face off against fucking Chris Evans, Johnny's flame, Johnny. Yes! Like, I want that moment. You know? Oh, my God. That would be fucking incredible. I am here for it. But like, yeah, bringing back uh, peace dudes and even Ian McKellen. Uh, Jeeves, bring me my fainting couch. <laughs> yeah, I've got the vapors. No, I like. At this point, a lot of this sh- shit is just fucking rumors. Like, I understand rumors and speculation, that. but like, um, Peace think... has like confirmed that you know, oh, he'll be back, and along with Ian McKellen. So I don't know if that's a thing that he was supposed to say, but there's a general assumption that like anybody that they can get to come cameo for Secret Wars will come cameo for Secret Wars. Okay, so. Again, you could pretty much throw anybody from the fucking Freeform shows in there. Again, the Freeform shows were made at the same time that, you know, Kevin Feige headed Marvel and, uh, you know, were allowed to... Well, no, technically, Kevin Feige headed the Marvel film division at that time. Whatever. The television division was run by a different department, but he still did have... He still still had had say... Yeah, a little creative input. Yeah, which is why I'm saying that I think you could make an argument that even though it hasn't been definitively proven, that uh, Cloak and Dagger and Runaways tie in. Yeah. Like, I really think that that is more or more like they may or may not ever do anything with that. But I think that you can make an argument that they are part of it, which like this is all coming around to me. I I had to make this fucking argument because what is your because the question i was going to ask is what is your favorite marvel thing like mar you know movie series whatever that is not part of the mcu blade yeah well, technically blade 2 yeah <laughs> like <laughs> is there ever going to be a different answer would anybody we that like is there anyone you can ask that would have a different answer Oh, I'm sure that there would be people. Um, I don't know what it would be. Like, 
Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Good Lord, why? I mean, like, I'm sure there's somebody out there. Yeah. I've n- I still haven't seen that like, one. It, it's I a saw fun the first watch. one and I was like, eh. Well, I like the first one too. It's a fun watch. Like, I, uh, I feel like I need to go back and subject myself to all the bullshit because is Fan Four Stick is technically in the MCU, isn't it? No, Fan Four Stick is, is not, not in the MCU. Okay. <laughs> like, that was, again, you know, fucking. Fox pulling like a Roger Corman for some reason. Look, we're cool too. Oh, well, no, you know, the original story of like the Roger Corman produced fucking Fantastic Four, right? No. Uh, Of like, it was something that was never meant for release, but they had to make a movie to keep the uh, the rights. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they paid a million dollars for Roger Corman to make a movie that would never see the light of day. Also, if you sign up for uh, our Cedar Screw Patreon, that's going to be a future episode of Marvel Madness 2. We're going to, well, I'm going to force these assholes to watch that abomination. Yay, our not benevolent dictator (laughs) that we're totally going to overthrow someday (laughs) and install Liam. I'm going mad with power. (laughs) But then Liam has to like take responsibility for being there more often. I I don't know if he wants that kind of responsibility. (laughs) Like, come on, when it comes down to it, you guys might want to coo me, but none of you want to have to take on my job. Yeah, that's true. Um, you're doing the pee dance. We want you want to wrap this up. Uh, I mean, I just want to go pee real fast. I don't know how much more we have left to say, though. I mean, we've been going for half an hour after the recording started again. I feel like we don't really. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel I mean, like we, we usually, did enough. We we usually go like ninety minutes, and like we'll come in around like one fifteen. That's fine. So, I'm sure that people fine. will be like, "Thank fucking Christ, it's shorter." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I guess since I am doing the P dance, we should probably fucking wrap it up then. I feel like there is more Marvel shit I want to talk about, but, you know, I can always talk about more Marvel shit. Yeah. Always. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Quantumania. It's not as bad as the critics say. <laughs> yeah, I definitely need to go see it, like, hopefully this week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been TJ Davis alongside my constant communist companion. Woo! <laughs> Comrade, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as long as that still exists. You can give us money at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initial word show. New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Uh, fucking derp You got a final word? Remember to post this shit on Instagram. You remember on Facebook, but you don't remember on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Well, huh. Cool. <laughs> Woo! We're the most fun ever. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.